I think my favorite business code is always talk to your customers. A lot of times we're looking to make changes, want to do stuff, things, and we just feel, oh, we're just going to go ahead and do this. But I think it's best to talk to your customers first. So always talk to your customers, get your insights from them. They are like your number one supporters, your promoters. Welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. Join your host, Dotso Yobulu, as he learns from CMOs, agency leaders, and business leaders about the state of performance marketing, plus insights on strategies, campaigns, and intelligence for commercial impact. Connect the dots and enjoy the latest episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com. Hi, marketers. This is Dots, and welcome to the Marketing Leadership Podcast. With me here is Eno Eka, founder at Business Analysis School, Canada's most powerful women award winner, and a LinkedIn global top business analysis voice globally. That's too global there. We will discuss marketing and business analysis, a marriage made in heaven. I know you guys are ready for this special episode, so let's get it. Eno, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Dot. I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show today. Absolutely. It's an incredible honor having you on this episode and sharing one-of-a-kind perspective as well with regards to how we marketers can get better. So let's get right to it. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, your background, your role? You've had a wonderful story, so we want to hear everything. <laughs> if you want to hear everything, we're going to take over this whole show. But a bit about my story, my background is I studied accounting. So I used to be an accountant. That was my passion. I love the numbers. I love math. I'm very analytical. So for me, it just made sense to become an accountant because I guess I was just very good at it that I had all E's. So it was like the easy, safe route for me. So getting into college, studying accounting, coming out and working as an accountant. However, like a couple of years into the career, I got bored with doing the same thing over and over again, which is really accounting, I kind of wanted to use more of my creative side. I wanted to be more involved in business decision making and things like that. So I found myself moving away from the core day-to-day accounting work into more of like projects. And then I got exposed to business analysis and that was it for me. I'm like, oh, this is the career that I'm looking for because at that point I was bored, I'm looking for something else. So I had started taking courses like supply chain, digital marketing, project management, HR. I was looking for what I could probably do, but I didn't want to go back to school. So I was looking for maybe professional certification and some training I could take. I found business analysis and took trainings, courses, got my certification and was able to move into the business analysis career and started working in finance and also within tech as well. And just like we discussed earlier, working within digital transformation teams and project management offices, started my career there, loved it, enjoyed it, started getting a lot of opportunities in terms of like jobs and consulting gigs. And then I moved to Canada in 2018, moved here in 2018 and continued my career here. In fact, when I got here, it was like, oh, I was in heaven because there were so many opportunities here for business analysts compared to back home where it wasn't so popular. People were like, what's business analysis? But here, there were so many opportunities. My phone was ringing every day with recruiters, having interviews. It was exciting. So I started my career here, landed a job 
six months, I got a six-figure job. I started my consulting practice, started getting consulting clients, and the rest is history. Started my business, any consulting, providing consulting services, started teaching at the University of Manitoba, doing so many things. And then a couple of months after, I started doing private training and coaching. I started providing certification for people who wanted to become certified as business analysts who saw my progress in my career and started the business analysis school to formally provide that structure for people who want to actually come and learn. And that's how the business analysis school um, became founded. And while I still run a consulting company where we help professionals who want to get into consulting, start entrepreneurship, or existing entrepreneurs who want to scale their businesses, the technology, the processes, and the system. So that's the story and the journey and about all of the awards and the accolades. It really does come from community building that impacts with the immigrant community here in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. You are an inspiration. I will say that again. When I was starting this podcast, my senior partner was saying like, Dot, you are so good at marketing. However, people are going to enjoy the immigrant story. I'm like, I don't know. But like I always tell Brian, if I find an opportunity to take advantage of that, I will. But that's not always what I put in front of me first. But I think you've been an inspiration in terms of your drive and all the things that you've achieved. Yeah, they say it takes a million years to become an overnight success, but I haven't gone through something similar in the marketing space. I moved in a year after yours. It shows how much it takes that it will have taken you to get to where you are today. And I only wish you, in fact, in the spirit of wishing you the best, your vision is to empower 1 million people yeah. through business analysis. So is that like a millennium development goal? Do we have a year so that I can properly re- wish you good? <laughs> I really want to do it. And that's because I feel like, like everyone has, like everyone is a business analyst. We're always looking for ways to improve things. We're looking for new solutions. We want to live better, happier lives. We want to live healthier lives, right? So if you're living that life of improvement, then you're already practicing business analysis. So for me, I want everyone to incorporate business analysis into their careers. No matter what you do, whether you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a marketer, you can incorporate business analysis into your career. You can leverage the skills within business analysis. And that's what we're doing with the school is you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you're a banker, come and learn business analysis skills and then leverage that skill to move into an analyst role or a product role or a project role, leverage your domain experience. So that's our goal. and. We're hitting it day by day as we train more people, have free trainings, we have paid trainings and masterclasses and coaching programs and certification program. So our goal is to help a million people at least say that they have learned how they can leverage business analysis in any way at all. Maybe in their personal lives or in their careers, who knows? So maybe in the next five to seven years, we will say, yes, we have been able to impact a million people, but Impact has been really huge because like in over 90 countries, we provided our trainings, whether free or paid. And that's thanks to technology by providing these trainings online. Yeah. And I think even the way, just to get you faster to that 1 million goal, the way some of the things you share on social media as well, the fact that people hear about your story, those things, I would consider that impact in itself (laughs) because most of my, even though I've been doing business analysis, strategy is my best like I call it a talent. I want to see myself as a strategist. And in my past experiences from back home to here, I've always been in the business analysis situation, right? Because in marketing strategy, you have to do some sort of analysis of the business or the market or whatever that is. But what I've learned through influences from people like you is the leadership side of things. So 
it's not just about the technical side, but it's about using business analysis and everything in between as a means to demonstrate leadership in your domain. And that is something that has inspired me to do that, whether in practice or I'm just too busy for school these days, we're speaking off the mic. Just looking at your work and looking at some of those things spurred me on to research the leadership aspects of this and now to become not just a business marketing leader, but a commercial leader, one who has business analysis skills going for it. So if you're listening, please, we will be asking for contact details at the end of this episode so you guys can go on there and check on work and the things that she and her team are doing. Okay, now to the episode. When it comes to business analysis, and feel free to, I guess, connect the dots if I can't connect the dots myself, focuses on the entire business. Like we were saying off mic, it's really about the commercial side of the business, growing the business. But when it comes to marketing analysis, like I just commented on before, it just, at least up until now, it's just, I just want to do my marketing thing. I want to drive whatever, I don't know, awareness, traffic, whatever it is. I don't want to be bothered about you know, what the business is doing and what the tech is doing or what sales is doing and so on and so forth. So my question is that from your experience, do you agree that marketers that truly want to be ambitious need to start thinking about the benefits of business analysis in their work? I guess that's just me saying how, what is the case? What's the business case? I know, like marketers need to, the thing is I've worked with marketers, even within my company that I had to Help them with that mindset, that business analysis mindset, right? For marketers, like you mentioned, traffic and awareness, like for them, that's it, right? They put out some content, do our SEO and SEM, make sure the content is out, blog is optimized, blah, blah, blah. So they're focused on just getting eyes like towards whatever the website is or a product or getting app download. But they're not, they don't have that business acumen in the sense that yeah, we're bringing in this traffic, we're doing our best to get eyes and that visibility on our products or services. However, what's like the impact in terms of how can we actually quantify the work that we're doing, right? How many people saw it apart from the impressions, right? How many people downloaded it? How many people revisited? Like, how are you tracking? So with a lot of marketers, they don't have that business acumen and then they're not really into the data. Like the data is so important. And they're not working hand in hand with their business analysis team or their project management team. They feel like they could just come in or maybe we're launching something new. They'll come in when it's time for us to start the campaigns. And that's where they go all in with all their strategy and, oh, we'll do a press release. We'll do this. We'll do an ad. We'll do blah, blah, blah. However, they're not working together with the project management team, the business and analysis team, the product development team. In fact, right now we have roles called product marketing managers. And that's because marketing is vital in product management. Like you have to start thinking about your market penetration strategies and how you're going to create the adoption of your products into the market. How creative are you going to be? Especially in this day and age with social media and all these platforms. So you have to be that creative. So marketers have to start to incorporate business analysis. And it starts from doing that market research. As business analysts, we do market research. We do benchmarking. We do the strategy. So it doesn't just come at the end. It comes at the beginning where we're looking at a competition. We're like matching, like price matching. We're doing all of those things. And then when it comes to rolling out that campaign, before we even start, we've started some pre-marketing already. We're testing the market. We do like a pilot, for example, or we roll out a beta. And then we have a few people come in and test it. It's all part of marketing, right? 
and you have to attract people. So how do you attract people to you? It's so competitive these days, whether you're a service-based business or a product-based business. So marketers have to have that business acumen. And I think with a lot of marketers that always complain, they don't feel like, oh, the position doesn't feel their impact or feel that they are that important. I think they start to incorporate that business acumen and tie what you're doing to the bottom line and tie it back to profitability and revenue. And those numbers that senior level wants to hear and the board wants to hear, at every point in time, they'll have maybe a bigger marketing budget. If you can show me how your marketing dollars can help the bottom line, you know, and not just throwing money at something very creative or a video and ad, like marketing teams, they are so creative, but that creativity can also harm them. So being able to tie it back to profitability and revenue or just being able to show that impact. If you tell me based off of per million impressions, this is the projection we would have in terms of units sold, then I'm happy to increase my marketing budget. So being able to talk about the dollars and cents and be more data-driven for sure. Yeah, that's great. I like what you said in terms of the fact that marketers feels their work is very vanity-oriented, right? It's not where I appreciate it, yeah. It happens a lot. If you're listening, you're probably in the same shoes. I think that part of my life changed like three years ago or something like that. But until then, I was just this technical guy. He's only good at doing stuff. So I think you should follow what I'm saying in terms of leveraging these skills to gain that business acumen so that you can your impact is seen and is also sought after if you add that as well. The other thing you said in terms of product marketing is great. So first of all, if you are looking for faculty, Product marketer right here. You shamelessly <laughs> plug yourself. I'm, I'm Shots Loves Marketing, shamelessly plug myself as a faculty for product marketing. Since I'm an, a marketing expert, why not if not? In all seriousness or seriousness, what are some of the other things, specific business analysis courses that marketers should take? So product marketing is one, but it doesn't have to yes. be marketing related. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It just be... I don't want to preempt you. I don't know much yeah. about this space from a technical yeah. perspective. But so yeah. as a marketer, what I would recommend is like one, like strategy, right? Business strategy. We mentioned that off the mic before we started. But strategy is so important, right? Looking at the present and then the future and creating that plan. Being able to actually look at this is where we are, the current state. This is what the future state would look like. This is how we're going to get there. This is the plan, right? And working with that plan. So strategy is really great for you as a marketer. You want to you know, take some courses in business strategy. You want to look at data analysis too as well. Like being able to leverage the data, understand the data, right? The very good marketers look at the data. Like they, they're tracking everything, CPR and CPA and LTVs and all of it. The, they're tracking every single thing, impression. A good marketer can tell you that per million impressions, this is how much you would make as a business. Per reach, this is how much you would make. And they can tell you that if we increase this by X amount of dollars, your profit will increase by this. When you're so data-driven in that way, you can, one, increase your impact on organization. Two, your earning potential because you become so valuable than the average marketer. So the data analysis is really important. Understand the data and also learn how to create really great reports too. So not just also tracking the data, but leveraging that data for business decision-making. That's really key. So the business and data analysis aspect is, I would highly recommend that. And then also just project management, learning that marketing campaigns are actually projects, right? And knowing that they should actually follow that project life cycle is also key. So 
I've worked with marketers who are just very creative, like they have so many creative ideas, but when it comes to the structure, they fall off there. So understanding how to actually work within a project environment and being able to track things so that you have like milestones that you can track is really important within the organization. For someone like me, that's how I work. So when you come in and you're just all creative and you don't have that structure, like I can't work with you, like it's a struggle. So that's also something like if you have those great project management skills, like you can take those courses and get better at that. That would be really great for you as a, a marketing person. And then just your leadership skills, that's really great. Taking courses within leadership, I would highly recommend that. And then also, even within project management, agile as well. As a marketer, you never know where you'll find yourself. You could probably find yourself in a tech company or a company that leverages like agile, right? So you understand how agility works and how you can actually have to turn around and ship your products really fast. And that would also help you to know how you work within an agile team. So these are some courses you can take. These are skills that you can take on that would actually set you apart as a marketing professional. Yeah, that's really great. And just to add, if you are in the ad tech space, let's say you work for a SEMrush, for example, then you should have some business analysis course in there. If it's not product related, it has to be. Yeah, so I completely agree with you on that. And if you're listening, you don't have to take everything. You can just pick one of it that works for you. Some people are not great project managers. You, you can definitely know the know that in the way they organize their own birthday parties, right? There are people like me, I am a bad birthday party planner. So my people want to pick some other things like business analysis because I love strategy and things like that. And because I'm an entrepreneur myself, I just started a new company called Little Network. So that's, I had to go through a lot of, I had to work with a scrum master within that organization. So I had to learn, she, she said, I'm the subject matter expert. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm, that is what they call people in your position in the scrum world. I'm like, okay, I'm learning. So I, I learned a lot around that product side and things like that. Same as yourself as well, if you're listening and an aspiring marketing leader. So all these things that I said, I think is important to get those things on. Let's go a little bit deeper into tools. You don't have to give us too many tools, but do you think there are some business analysis tools that marketers can benefit from that you've seen marketing leaders use to help them to your words, stay organized or stay business-oriented? Um, yeah, there are definitely tools we can use. So within business analysis, we leverage like the Microsoft Office Suite, right? So we leverage Excel and Word and PowerPoint. We're always tracking the data. So Excel is great where you can actually track your data. For those who want to take it up the notch, they can connect it to maybe like a Tableau or a Power BI that will create a report. Although there are some marketing tools that already do that and can help you create your reports too. So that's something that um, you, know, you can leverage. And then just within projects, so whether you're using Asana or ClickUp or Basecamp or Nifty, Microsoft Project, so that you can actually see what in progress was to do. You can actually look at the timelines and the milestones. I think that's really helpful for marketers. And within business analysis, we have so many tools, but I'll say like those are tools that you could definitely use. And then of course, Google Analytics for sure. So that you're tracking analytics, that's really good. And you can connect it to other dashboards where you can actually see your reports. So definitely those kinds of tools I'll recommend for marketers that they can leverage. Yeah, yeah. I myself, I've been using uh, Google Data Studio for a long time. I've made hundreds of dashboards at this point. I have a friend who is also in this business. He runs uh, Bnet Learning. Maybe you've heard of the, that company. And he said they'd also like Tableau, like you said, and some of these other tools. But it's interesting to not just see 
that these tools are tools, but tools that you need to use to achieve the kind of outputs that you want or the kind of process improvement that you want. And something in, in a question that is related to that is digital transformation. So we've had a couple of guests on this podcast on that side as well. And I would say my exposure to business analysts started with digital transformation. We needed to change some portal. We needed to change some days, change management and all that stuff, <laughs> which was very good for my experience then. But again, back to the skills. What are some of the soft skills that marketers need to learn to help them lead digital transformation initiatives? from beginning to the end and just basically transform a company, you know, with whatever marketing projects that they are working on. And depending on where you are working, some projects are small, some projects are unbelievably yeah. big. Oh, uh, yeah. So there are lots of soft skills that I would definitely recommend. Even as professionals, we really need the soft skills outside of the technical skills. So I guess number one, I would say is like adaptability, like being able to adapt quickly, understand your audience, understand your stakeholders, communication styles and that brings in communication as a skill their communication styles understand their goals really important have great interpersonal skills as well so you can collaborate with your team members understand what their goals are be involved in what they're doing also in terms of soft skills your time management as well really great soft skill to have be able to plan and manage your time really well and then in terms of soft skills again it's just also like being a great team player learning how to collaborate and manage conflict and things like that. That's a great soft skill that I would also recommend. And then also having that business knowledge, business acumen is really important. Understanding that when it comes to businesses in certain KPIs they want to track, that might be outside of your own KPI as a marketing person. So understanding that and learning how to align with your vision and the goals of the organization is really important. So those are some soft skills I would recommend that a marketer should have. That is great. So we are putting Eno on a virtual marketing court or business court. And we want her to answer three questions, saying the truth and nothing but the I'm truth. Ready. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. First question. What is your best business KPI? Or marketing KPI? That would be a great bonus. I have lots of KPIs. As a business owner, like I look at so many things, right? I have so many reports I have to look at every day. So for me, on the business side is like cash flow, and profitability, those two I'm always looking at every day. And then in terms of marketing, I'm always looking at our cost per acquisition, making sure we keep that pretty low. And then, of course, I'm really looking at our LTV for our clients, the lifetime value of our clients. So those two I'm always looking at. And then uh, also in terms of the people that I work with, employee engagement, uh, I look at that KPI a lot. And then for our customers, is customer satisfaction. So NPS, Net Promoter Score. Those are KPIs that I'm always looking at as a CEO and business owner to ensure that, okay, things are going well. There is, we're making money. We're not running a loss. Employees are happy and engaged. Our customers are happy and engaged. Well, these are ways we can improve. And then in terms of our marketing efforts, we are not overspending our getting, okay, return on ad spend as well. So our ROAS as well is that we're putting out content, we're putting out ads and things like that, but we're also making some revenue from there. So those are like things I always look at every day. I know those are great. I remember you had an event sponsorship, maybe some, was it weeks or months ago? And you, I guess in your head, you'll be like, that has to, in future, translate into some sort of value for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All those boots 
that you had to work on all the event posts. Exactly. Okay. That very great answer. You definitely know a lot about marketing, more than I had thought. Second question, how long do you use social media every day? According to my iPhone, it says three hours. Uh, and that's because I do, my average is around three hours and, and I do a lot of work on my phone anyway. So I like to reply emails. I chat with my staff and all of that on my phone. You know, also sometimes you find yourself doing some mindless browsing on social media, but average is around three hours. On a work day, but if it's like a holiday or whatever, it might be higher than that. As long as you're working, you deserve to play. The only interesting thing about you is that a lot of people are looking up to you, but you are also looking up to some other people as well. And you follow those people on social media. So it's a ladder of mentorship, if you put it that way. So that's good. Okay. Last question. Speaking of mentorship, what is your favorite business again? Or marketing quotes, if that's a bonus. Why don't mind business quotes, if you like? Um, so for me, I think my favorite business quote is always talk to your customers, right? A lot of times we're looking to make changes, want to do start things, and we just feel, oh, we're just going to go ahead and do this. But I think it's best to talk to your customers first. So always talk to your customers, get your insights from them. They are like your number one supporters, your promoters. They're the ones that are using your products and services and can actually give you the feedback that you need to improve at any point in time. Not always, it's always hiring consultants that would actually give you solutions that you need. Oh, I like that. I like that. And just to add to that, even if it's a bad feedback, just accept it anyways. Right. Whether it's five star or zero star, accept it and it will help you improve your business in the long run. Yeah. Okay. So two questions just to dive deep into some of the things that we've explained before. And the first part is around the product side. I had mentioned things around ad tech, for example, or there are many products these days that are not necessarily ad related, that are products. Marketers in our world, we are starting to build that, that knowledge of saying you need to create a great experience for people. So if it takes investing in some sort of a product that has a brand function to it, then you should do that because in the long run, whether it's B2B or D2C, it's going to help your brand grow and increase your LTV, going back to LTV. So in looking at product management in itself, what are some of the elements of product management that you think marketers can benefit from or marketing leaders? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So when it comes to product management, it's like the whole life cycle, right? And I feel like the marketing team should be involved in product management, not just when we're about to launch, but product management starts from the ideation of the product. So once the ideation starts and where we're at that point of brainstorming, like the marketing team should also be a part of the product management team. So start from the beginning of ideation. Once the idea comes about and that brainstorming, we're doing the brainstorming, trying to see what this product will look like, who it's going to be for, all of that. Within business and and product management, we use a technique that we call personas, right? So we create personas and that's something that we also do in marketing too as well. And I don't think if we're creating a product that's going to be used by the public, I believe that the marketing team should be involved in helping us create those personas because with personas, for me, I like to go very detailed, what their life looks like, what time they go to work, when they come back, what kind of sports do they like, what kind of TV shows do they like. Like I go that deep into my personas. And who best can help you with identifying your personas and being involved in that? You also know, okay, this product is for these certain kinds of people. Our marketing campaign have to attract these people. I cannot be launching a product for nursing mothers and I'm, the people in the ads don't relate or I'm 
launching a shapewear for women and the people in the ads are not the right shape or they don't look like the typical person that would buy that product. So being involved from the ideation to the product development to then the marketing and the strategy, like marketing teams have to be involved in every step of the way. And I was telling you earlier that this is the reason why we have product marketing managers because businesses have realized that the product manager might not be great at marketing, but if he has a great marketing person with him, his products will be successful. So being involved every step of the way from the ideation to the development of the product is really important to start helping to get some insight, helping with the strategies towards launch. I've seen really great products whereby six to eight months before the product launched, there was already a wait list. There was that anticipation. And that comes from having your product team working with you right from the beginning of that product ideation. So for product management, I would say marketing should start with the ideation team all the way to delivery and even post-delivery, whereby you're getting feedback and then you're taking that feedback back to the development team to improve on the product, work on it and make it better. That's so well said. I don't have any additional comments to that. But the last question is on project management, which you spoke about. You also mentioned that campaigns are projects, websites are projects. Imagine, I don't know, RPC revamping their websites. That's like a Jesus worldwide project, right? When it comes to things like that, and also maybe internal projects too, when it comes to the crux of project management, what are some of the things that you think some marketers, even the best of us, still miss that they should pay attention to so that they can do their best job as a project manager within a marketing initiative? Yeah, absolutely. Within the project management and where marketers can come in, for sure. So I guess we got to project plans. When we are creating project plans, marketing is not something that you ever see in a project plan. Like you would see things like the schedule, like cost, scope, you would see resource plans, but you would never see marketing plan. So I believe that marketing... Maybe this is, that's why right, we don't have budget. Exactly, because projects are located to all of those different line items within that project plan. And the project manager and the analyst have their plans. There's a business analysis plan. And there's a project management plan that we both merge and look at the timelines and say, okay, this, see what's happening here. This is going to happen here. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to do to accommodate changes. But there's no marketing plans at all. So I believe that the marketing should come in when we're doing the plan. So when we're starting our project plan, let's also have that opportunity for the marketing to come in. And while it's not like marketing might start at that phase, when we are in that phase of the, yeah, maybe I'll call it the, uh, I'll call it the, the actual project phase when we're actually developing the products or when we're carrying out the project. That's where the marketing can actually be more involved, see what's happening, understand the timeline. And that would also help them because I believe marketing should always start like way ahead. So if we're working on a project, marketing should be working alongside with us so that even when we launch, it's not like, oh, this is the time we now start our marketing. So they're already aware and involved. If we involve marketing in our project plan, that would really help the marketing team to, one, have that budget that they need to be also informed and aware every step of the way. And they can help us with the planning out that launch and that campaign so that it's not a situation of we launched it, but now they're planning the marketing team on not having a great launch. So that's what I recommend because it's not something that you typically see in the project management world. I like that. And I like the fact that I didn't give too many recommendations because in marketing these days, it's about what is the next play? Right. What is the next strategy? And 
I, honestly, that is the most important. There is a lot of code recession going on right now as marketing is the first thing to be cut. Yeah, that's true. But if we can get businesses to do what you're saying, then we might just be able to protect the brand, if I will put it that way. Could go on, on and on. It's really obvious that you have a lot of experience in marketing. You're a brand person as well. I can see a lot of brands at, in your library there at the back. So I really, really appreciate your wisdom and the fact that even having you here in this podcast in the first place is really a great thing that means a lot to me. I would like our listeners to continue the conversation from here and follow you and your work and subscribe to your courses and get your certification. So where can marketing leaders find you so that they can have the <laughs> For marketing professionals, leaders who are interested in having the business acumen, the business analysis skills, understanding how to leverage strategy, product management, project management, I'll recommend the Business Analysis School. If you head to businessanalysisschool.com, we have case studies and trainings that you can even take that are free. We have also coaching programs if you wanted to get more in-depth coaching. We also provide certifications too as well. If you want to get certified, certified Agile Masters, Chrome Master, Business Analyst, those are certifications that you can get. We also have a data analysis so you can learn Excel and Tableau and Power BI and the rest of them. So on the Business Analysis School website, you'll see more information there as well. And then for those who are looking to grow and improve their businesses, maybe they're consultants or they're looking at how they can skill and start a consulting practice with their marketing skills, then they can definitely check us out at anyconsulting.com. So E-N-Y consulting.com. We also have a thought leadership business school where we help professionals build their thought leadership brand so that they can scale your businesses. So we're happy to help you and support you. I'm passionate about marketing. I love marketing. I told you, I took a digital marketing course when I was thinking about what careers to do. And then even as a business owner, I'm very creative and I have a lot of creative ideas. I love marketing. I'm very involved in marketing. So if you need that kind of help and support or strategy within your career or your business, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Absolutely. And guys, if you end up patronizing and you, know, you just might see me there, hashtag shameless plug, hashtag faculty. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for you. This has been a great episode, but you know what? There are more episodes like this one. All you need to do is go to my website, thoughtslovesmarketing.com. If you are not the website type, no problem. You can go to your favorite podcast player, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I would like to thank Desperate and Content Allies for their support on this. We've been recording like crazy and it's been fun on the way. Till the next episode, connect the dots. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. There will be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Dots Loves Marketing. If you're a business needing content promotion, podcast campaign production, or are looking to build effective B2B marketing strategies, Dots is here to offer you ultimate marketing leadership and expertise. Find out more at www.dotslovesmarketing.com.